Live, live. Are we ready to go? We're ready to go. Are you ready to go? Let's go. Or not. Matt here with Carolina Coops. Welcome to Video Chicken. Uh, to my left is my host, Kristen Warren. I think this one really could be a male. Oh, we got one that's hatching? This show is for you guys. This is the bass fiber. Y'all know chickens are the gateway drug into homesteading. We survived with only one trip to the ER. Coyotes are everywhere. It's about time you show up, Matt. Uh -huh. Is a great straw. It is time finally for chicken police. They defecate every 12 seconds. Is that true? <laughs> now it is officially noon because the buzzer went off. <laughs> well, I've never counted. <laughs> Long road. That's a good one with the, with the courts and everything. And more chickens. Well, the math you do now, Daddy, is chicken math. <laughs> Calm like, down, Matt. But... Calm down. <laughs> Okay, thank you guys. All right, are we? Uh, so go ahead and send the guests today. We're gonna have to. We're not. We're not gonna start over. It is what it is. That's the beauty of a live show. So I upped the streaming also. quality. Ah. Because I noticed watching the playback out in the lobby, uh -huh. it's not very good. It was seven twenty, and I was like, oh, we're back to the nineties. And I thought maybe we should. Kick it up to at least 1080. So we are, okay. I think the computer had, okay, it's working now. Don't explain, man. Explain. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, hey guys, welcome to Video Chicken. We are live, I think. I think Ingrid is all over the computer right now trying to get our guests in from Grubbly Farms. They were all ready to rock and roll. They were sitting in the green room and then lost them. So I have no clue. Okay. So it looks like we are live. And hopefully we sound good. Hopefully everything's looking good. No idea what's happening. But hopefully it actually uh, looks better because I did up the streaming. So they're saying that Facebook is like delayed. and Well, Facebook sucks. Yeah, so stop watching on Facebook. Yeah, that might be why. <laughs> it's nice to get the alerts there, but. Yes. Um, Just... Yeah, let's, let's check out Facebook. Yeah. I don't know. I think everything's working. I think we're in a rock and roll. So, David. There they are. So, let's go ahead and bring uh, Patrick and Sean back into the green room from Grubbly Farms. We're going to get started here. And that is just the beauty of live TV. Things do not always go the way you think they are. So, David asks if the teas are on the website yet. I really wanted to get them on this week, but I don't have them on this week. If the teasers? The tea shirts. T-shirts. Sorry. Yeah, I'm still, there's still like pricing issues and inventory that I haven't gotten. And then I was crazy busy. But yeah, we you got are, the, we got you, other stuff on the website. You are always busy. All right, so we're going to go ahead and get started. I think everything is working now. Guys, I apologize about that. That hasn't happened in a long time. Yeah, I'm getting like flashbacks. <laughs> traumatized. Uh, so we are live. It is, I was about to say February. I am losing my mind. April uh, 28th, 2023. Today, we have guests from Grubbly Farms, so we're going to be talking a lot about a certain type of bug, mm -hmm. one of my favorite subjects, and 
Sean and Patrick will be joining us, I think maybe in about maybe five minutes now. Mm-hmm. So we'll go ahead and get the audience to build back up. There are a lot of things I need to go over today, guys. And Uh-oh. I need your help, as always, but I just want to make sure everything looks good before I get going and make sure that the audience is building up. So please, speaking of building up the audience, do everything you can to help share the show, promote the show, say hi. If you don't have any questions, wave, let us know where you're watching from. But of course, as always, if you have any questions, please leave them in the comments section or comments. And I think we're going to be getting a lot of comments today. Yeah, they uh, have a great story. Their their whole I sent that to Kristen because yeah, I knew you I read it. I knew you wouldn't read it. I don't read. I know. <laughs> um. So, but I I just think it's a great story. It's a it's mm-hmm. a great company. I've been buying from them forever. So, since the beginning of my chicken journey. So. Okay, so uh, we got fifty people in here now. Hopefully, the show will double <laughs> in the next couple minutes. Yeah, that was a rough start. So, I need some help. We're going to have some conversations, and I'm not sure what the feedback is going to be, but that's why I'm going to do it. I need the feedback. I'm going to share with some people what we're going to be doing May 17th. Oh, great. Yes. So, we were contacted by a, I believe he's famous, a a famous DIYer that's on national TV doing DIY shows. I never heard of him, unfortunately, but I don't watch those DIY shows, so in my defense. Yeah, because you are a DIYer. That's right. Yeah. I guess so. (laughs) And he asked us if we'd be willing to have him show off our product, or products, in this Mm -hmm. case our chicken coops, on a particular show. Morning show? A morning show, and he said it's the most popular morning show, and, you know... I, I hope I'm allowed. This is going to be one of these things. I'm not sure if I'm allowed to say or not. They didn't say not to. So we're. Right? I, I have to tread lightly. Um, it's a show that I got to assume people either love or hate. And, I, and what I want to do is ask people, is it is it uh, going to, are there going to be people out there? And if you're this person, please let me know. If you're like, Matt, if you do that, I'll never, I'm going to unfollow. I'll never watch your show again, da, 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 which sucks. Um, but I can understand that everyone has the right to do what they want, which I'm a huge fan of. Uh, but it was a concern, and I think it's still going to be the right call. So I'm going to explain the show that our products are going to be on. We won't be on, but they're going to be showing off three of our coops and some of our accessories. And one of the coops, I need some help. Mm-hmm. One of the coops, I need some help on picking out a paint color, a roofing color. And I thought it'd be fun if everyone can give some feedback to the question. Okay, so I got to listen to all my words carefully. So to get started, we have been asked to be on Fox and Friends. We have been asked to bring three of our chicken coops, small, medium, large, so that a gentleman by the name of Skip Bedell, who is a, a famous DIYer, to show off our coops. And I thought, you know what, that would be awesome. It's a great opportunity, but I get some people either love Fox and Friends or they hate Fox and Friends, which again, I want to say for the record, you're entitled to that. That's awesome. Um, we're going to have a California coop. We're going to show off a six by American coupe and we're going to show off an eight by Carolina coupe. Yeah, I wish I was replacing Tucker. (laughs) Anyways, um, so the California coupe that's going to be on display is going to be, we're going to show off natural. It's going to be all wood, oiled, black roof, black hardware. It's going to be really slick. The American, or I'm sorry, the Carolina coupe, the eight by 18 is going to be one of our most common, famous color schemes. And that's all white with the black roof. Black hardware, T-hinges, gate latches, things like that. The one in the middle, our number one seller, the American Coupe. Is that going to be the two-tone? It's. I think we should do two-tone. Mm-hmm. I thought, you know, we got a display. We got five minutes. We got five minutes um, to show off as much as we can. And God knows I got my opinion and I love my favorite colors, but it doesn't matter what I think. 
Most of the time. <laughs> Some of the time. Um, I would love to hear from the audience. If you were watching any live show and we were to show off our coops, which we're going to be, what color that middle coupe should be? And I've been thinking about doing a two-tone. It's going to be an American. And my thought process was, okay, we got the natural. We got the classy look, okay, the white and black. In the middle, I thought, you know what? Let's do what's trending, which I'm not a fan of. But doesn't that make sense for live TV? What's trending or no? What's trending in color? Yeah. Let me know. Gray is always trendy. Here we go. So let me know. Should we do what's currently trending, which I've been told is gray and blue? And I like blue. I don't. I can't stand gray color. I don't think gray. No. I mean, just. I mean, what color roof are you gonna do? Hey, tell me what color roof we should do. I like all those earth tones. I thought about going natural. Yeah. I mean, we have a natural coupe, but I just mean uh, we get a lot of feedback on um, Eric's coupe with Epic Gardening. You know, that's an earth tone. Kevin's Kevin. Coupe. Kevin. I'm sorry. Uh, and um, that green one. Co- is it Coastal Plain? Coastal Plain. People so now, I, love that one. Oh, yeah. That one's good. Yeah. So that was my choice. I thought we would do a green like that for the siding. Do our maybe our house white or maybe an off soft yeah. white for the trim. Or even a tan. Is there going to be a Dutch door? Um, I don't remember on that there particular will be one, on but the Carolina, I believe. Right, but I I know that we have like other coupes that have kind of like it might be a, a white or you can do different color where the accent, like the trim work and the the Dutch door and some of like the inserts of the window are a different color. Uh-huh. Mm. So that can always look. Yeah, so I would love to hear what you guys think that middle coupe should be, but I was more leaning towards what's trendy, and if you know what's trending, let me know. And we just got to make some decisions. And then the other thing I want to know is, you know, people nowadays have a right to their opinion. But what is a pet peeve of mine that I'm seeing is we're it's, it's we're becoming so divided that we're not even allowed to talk to each other. And that is what's going to kill us. And I am worried. I am worried that people are going to be like, oh, well, I saw you on Fox and Friends and goodbye to you. And that sucks. We go on another TV show in the morning, too. If mm-hmm. they if they want to reach out to us, yes, absolutely. So this is why one of the things I love about this and they're show having a great segment for the whole week on homesteading. So maybe we should even bring some of these grubbly. Wait, what are we talking about now? The the you, what the segment the overall like week long homesteading segment that Skip's doing. I believe it's like a series. It is. Yeah. So. It's it, it's a perfect fit for that series, and if another oh, do, TV show oh wants to do to, something with Grubbly. yeah yeah we should bring some of their uh, if they want to chip in that would be awesome yeah <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if they're gonna like that bill but we can definitely talk about it and are so, we bringing chickens um yeah so we're gonna bring chickens so, well so, we're gonna have to feed them that is true that is true so we should definitely talk about that so guys um, let me know what you guys think what color should the coop be are you gonna say oh my god Matt if you're on Fox and Friends. We hate you. No, no, no longer gonna, you know. I think the consensus is that whether or not you love or hate this show is that they understand that getting your product out there to a lot of people, whatever vehicle you can, yeah, is, absolutely, is, is fine as and a business. That's what and, I'm hoping for. And Skip for. was very adamant in that he was not political. That's like, right. This is the fun, like today show yeah. segment this... where you you see new products, you see innovations, you see great American made products. Um, yeah, he is, says when he comes on set, he's a breath of fresh air to get all yes. get away from all the doom and gloom with the news, which makes yes. sense. Yes. Um, all right, so we got that, and again, be on the lookout. It's going to be live May seventeenth, okay, six fifty or seven fifty a.m. Which is also Norwegian Independence Day for 
my Norwegian friends. <laughs> we'll celebrate. <laughs> well, Matt's in New York City. We'll celebrate. All right. So how are we doing with the audience? All right. It's getting up there. Uh, let's go ahead and bring. Uh, and you'll pe- be back for the show, won't you? What show? This one. Y- you lost me. No. I don't know when the 17th is. Is that in the middle of the week? Uh, the 17th. 17th is a Wednesday. Oh, you'll be back for the for the show? Yeah, we'll this see. This show? We'll see. We'll see. All, All right. right. You guys are going to have to scooch together. Yeah, so let's scooch together. Which side? So, Whatever side you like. Do you like what I've done? I moved the camera back. I moved the monitor back. So I'm actually oh, so we a... can show the mess- messy desk. Someone I it up. came in. You had such <laughs> a mess here. Well, you the... know, I had the poop bags last night. Oh, my yes, gosh. Yes, and Elizabeth said that you're just so happy that there's not, like, bags of poop all around you today. I know. Matt. And I had so many people sniffing those bags. They're coming along nicely. <laughs> Where are they? <laughs> They're are at they... home. Oh, oh. Well, good. Good place for them. Instead of the poop bags, I brought something else. All right, just scooch together. What right. did you bring? Food. I see you brought banana pudding. Yes, I have so many eggs. I used eight eggs to make. Ba- oh, perfect! I can't pudding. wait. One of my favorite desserts is banana pudding. Can't wait to try that out for everybody. All right, so guys, today we have Patrick and Sean. Founders, owners of Grubbly Farms, if I understand it correctly, mm-hmm. and they're going to come on and we got some questions for them, but I want them to talk about what they do, what they sell, and why. And how yeah. they started. Yeah, so, so what's going on, guys? So sorry about that. Uh, we had a little snafu at the beginning of the show, and no, there's not a black cloud up there. I don't know why it cuts that off. Uh, so here we have... Scoot over. <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> Okay, I scooted over as far as I can okay. to make sure. Uh, so we got Sean and Patrick from Grubbly Farms. How are you guys doing Hi, today? Hi, Sean and Patrick. Doing very well. How are you guys doing? We're doing very well. Doing well. Sorry about the rough start this morning, but I thank you so much for being here. Uh, where are you guys sitting right now? Uh, uh, we're at uh, my house in uh, Decatur, Georgia. Decatur, Georgia. Are you guys originally from Georgia? Uh, I'm born and raised here, and... I've lived here for 25 years, so effectively. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. Now, how do you guys know each other? Uh, We're actually cousins. Uh, We're related uh, (laughs) and only 11 days apart, actually. So we're roughly the same age. We lived, uh, once I moved to Georgia, we lived a mile away from each other. We've lived together on and off throughout our entire lives. So, yeah. Okay, well, thank you so much for being here. And then, Ingrid, can you go to the website? I'd like to show everyone, share the website for Grubbly Farms. And so Patrick and Sean, how in the world did you guys start a business that is, are you sharing it? Hold on, we're gonna bring it up. Give it to him, give me a second. Okay. Click, click, click. Well, I could have done it. I didn't want you to do it, okay? (laughs) Uh, So grubblyfarms.com, tell us please, tell our audience what Grubbly Farms is. Yeah, so Grubbly Farms developed sustainable pet food specifically for pet chickens uh, while utilizing what is called the Black Soldier Fly Grub. Uh, I will say most people don't uh, have never heard of that insect, which is more than fine, but it is native to North America. It was spread around the world during World War II, and it's considered grass, which means generally recognized as safe as it doesn't bite, sting, or transmit any known disease to human. But the most important thing about it is that it actually has the optimal uh, nutritional aspect for a wide variety of pets, uh, and hence why we jumped into the pet chicken market. How long have you guys been doing this? So we founded Grubbly in early, uh, about mid-2015, but it took us a while to really kind of get our footing and really started to break into the chicken market in 2016, 2017. What is the inspiration behind 
what you guys are doing. I see, you know, we just brought up the website. I see the mission statement. I see there's there's a lot of content explaining why people should consider feeding. In this case, we're going to talk about the chickens, uh, the soldier fly larva. Yeah, uh, it really came down to the sustainability element. Uh, you know, the we kind of founded Grubly almost on accident in the sense that we read an article about what the future of insect farming could look like. And at the time, we had never heard of anything like this. We did not study entomology or biology in school, but it was really the opportunity to jump into a newly emerging industry. And uh, we wanted to be a part of it. Uh, very high level, the insects are raised on food waste that is diverted from landfills. As they eat through the food waste, they convert it into a quality fertilizer. And then once mature, they're processed into fats and proteins that can be used in a wide range of animal feed. And that actually got us started uh, by breeding flies in our college laundry room at Georgia Tech. <laughs> uh, okay, so the soldier fly larva, Explain to us why that's the benefit in this case for the chickens. Yeah, so uh, there's a couple of different reasons why it's, it's beneficial for the chickens. Uh, I guess starting off with their life cycle, uh, you know, the flies themselves uh, do what flies do. Uh, they fly around, uh, they mate, they lay eggs. When the eggs uh, hatch, they're smaller, small as a pinhead, uh, and they grow about 20,000 times their, or sorry, 20,000 times. They, they grow a lot over more or less a 10 day period. And uh, they're able to consume about twice their body weight every single day. Uh, and the reason why I bring all this up is because the flies themselves don't actually eat. Um, they, the flies only live for a couple of days and their sole purpose is to mate. And so what makes a grub so nutritious is that they have to consume all the food and more or less store all the energy and nutrients that they're gonna expend as flies um, in their larval or, or grub stage. So that's what makes the grub so uh, nutritiously dense and packed, but in addition to just being very, uh, very dense, uh, nutrient dense, um, they're actually, uh, they have about 50 times as much calcium as mealworms. And as we all know, particularly for layers, uh, the eggshell is about 95% calcium. So, uh, that calcium is super important. They also have the optimal calcium to phosphorus ratio. So it's the three to one calcium to phosphorus, which is crucial for nutrient absorption for, for chickens. Uh, in addition to that, they also are rich in uh, great amino acid profiles for chickens. So they're high in lysine, which is crucial for uh, for feather production. And then they're also high in methionine, which is crucial for more or less for all animals to get. And what is really cool about that methionine fact is uh, methionine is actually one of the only amino acids that's allowed to be synthetically produced and then put into uh, organic feeds. Uh, and the reason being is it is so rare in uh, in, in nature, particularly, um, uh, more or less, it's not even existent in plants, uh, I believe. Uh, and so the uh, grubs are one of the highest naturally occurring sources, or bachelor fly grubs are one of the highest naturally occurring sources of methionine. I am dying to know. So I, I went on your guys' website yesterday doing some poking around, getting ready for today's show. And one of the things I wanted to know is, tell us the difference between, you know, we're looking at right here, the hometown harvest or the world harvest. Yeah, so we work with producers around the uh, both domestic and international. And really the main difference there is just where they're sourced from. Uh, you can see there is a slight appearance change from the hometown harvest to the world harvest. And that largely comes down to the different drying methods that are used. Uh, however, the nutrient density for the grubs themselves are very similar. 
And I will say we are very picky about the uh, insect producers and farms that we work with, where uh, all of the farms basically grow their bugs to EU's pet food standard, which actually has a higher pet food standard than the US. So the grubs have to be grown on pre-consumer food waste that's limited to fruits, vegetables, and grains. Yeah, and I can tell you just, I'm sorry to interrupt Matt, but I can tell you I've I've been buying grublies since 2017 and um, you couldn't find any, at the time you couldn't really find anything that was um, grown in North America. Almost everything was, yeah, almost everything was China, just like the mealworms. So I gravitated towards grublies um, for that reason. And then, I have also bought the um, the World Harvest as well, and I think this I was talking to Sean, asking Sean and Patrick before the show, and this happened. To, this particular one was in South Africa that it was grown. But I mean, my chickens love it, and it, they don't seem to notice a difference. And you can just see the quality because I, I I will admit that I have bought other Black Soldier Fly larvae and the chickens consistently eat grublies and i'm not just saying that because you guys are on the show i just i really believe in this company and a you know i'm a firm believer in supporting companies that do good and care about a care about how they get their product so. yeah we love entrepreneurs and made in america so this is fantastic yeah i know i was and of course we love chickens i know i was growing <laughs> stuff in college but it wasn't soldier fly larva that's yeah. for sure um <clears throat> so I think you put it very generously, but I'm sure a lot of people are thinking it. And actually, uh, I think someone just made a comment asking why it looks different. I know you touched on it, but I I see a huge difference between mm-hmm. the hometown versus the, the outsource. The yeah, yeah the mm-hmm. world harvest. So it it really comes like Sean said. It really comes down to the drying methodology. Uh, the grubs are nutritionally uh, effectively identical. Uh, they're obviously a little bit more, the world harvest is a little bit more dense because they're like flatter and crispier, but uh, it's the same bug, effectively the same product. It really just comes down to how it's dried. Uh, that being said, we actually are going to be changing the dryer for the world harvest. So it, it is going to be more or less indistinguishable or, or very similar in terms of texture, size, density as the hometown harvest scrubs. Is there going to be a sacrifice on the nutrient level when it comes to the live larva versus the dried larva there's i guess not a nutrient sacrifice it's it's really just removing the water weight when it's dried uh the way that these scrubs are dried it's really with low heat so you're not destroying the proteins or anything like that um so it really comes down to just the the texture look smell that people prefer and we found that uh, people do prefer the more puffy, golden-colored grubs rather than the darker, crunchier grubs. Yeah, I know. If I was a chicken, that's what I would want to eat. The right? juicy ones or the crunchy ones? Oh, the, the ones that look good. Uh, yeah, I, I love the hometown ones. Um, I see there's a lot of questions and comments coming in, so if you wanted to... Yeah, and also I just want to mention that they, I mean, they started out with the, the what they call the grublies, the, the black soldier fly larva, and they now do chicken food and they do dog treats and stuff so uh, we want to talk about that as well because um you have both like crumbles and pellets is that correct with the with the chicken feed correct yep yeah we started off as you said with the snack line or the treat line with the grublies and that actually largely came down to the uh legal approval process with the usda and the fda that at the time uh, you could not actually use soldier fly grubs in chicken feed and then once that approval actually went through, 
uh, we were able to launch uh, basically the crumbles and the pellets with the fully formulated chicken feed. Uh, so that also is kind of following suit with other animals. We're right to still pet chickens, but as we kind of said, the actual health benefits from the grubs does offer a pretty wide range uh, for a wide variety of animals. So we do hope that as we continue to move into the future, we eventually become uh, an omni pet brand. <laughs> That's great. So Darshell asks, she doesn't know if she missed it or not, but are the, the crumbles and the layer pellet products organic? Uh, they, they are not organic. Um, they are made with all non GMO ingredients though. Mm -hmm. Uh, one of the, there's, there's a couple different reasons, but, uh, the grub specifically, there's no organic classification for it. The, the USDA has not come out with any guidelines or, or rules on how they would want to actually, uh, characterize organic grubs and, and the definitions that go into it. Um, aside from that, um, the, the ingredients that we use are not organic ingredients, but they are, they all are non-GMO ingredients. Right. But that is something that we're looking at. So, you know, we always do love to hear customer feedback and, uh, yeah, if that is something the customers are looking for, we can definitely dive deeper into that on our end. Yeah. And of yeah. course there's so much involved in getting yeah. certified organic versus just knowing yes. that the products are use organic principles and non-gmos so i think that uh, that's and your amazing. battery's about to die yeah okay okay so if i don't <laughs> if, if i may thank you very much yeah we are having technical difficulties pictures freezing off and on i, I we hopefully this is, the audio is okay because it's good yeah so everyone i appreciate the uh, feedback but something is definitely going on i'm not sure if it's if we're having an internet issue and or a computer issue technology issue we might have to have sean and patrick on again hold on hold on it's plug in the, what what would you oh, like me to plug just in the battery just the battery oh no it says it's charging thank sorry. you thank you <laughs> sorry um, it's a, a apple product i'm not familiar all right so, with that. <laughs> here we go all right well hopefully you guys yeah. are definitely hearing this i apologize we have to figure out what it oh, is it but looks I, like it's working again i did up the streaming quality maybe i shouldn't have yeah. Uh, and I know if I change the audio streaming right now, it's going to restart the oh, entire show. So audio's working, they say. So we're not going to do that. So I have a question about uh, where do you get the food that you feed them? I know they consume so much waste, and that's got to be a great sideline for your business is converting all of that waste, that food waste, into some a product. I mean, you're converting trash into a product that is – so sustainable and popular with people's backyard chickens and stuff. So that's a huge part of the story. And I'm, I, I'd love to know where you get all your food waste. Yeah. So, uh, you know, if you were to set up a backyard black soldier fly colony, you can basically throw your kitchen scraps in there. But as you had said, when you're doing this at a commercial scale, uh, there's, you know, commercial facilities around the world that are recycling upwards of 200 plus metric tons of food waste a wow. day. So when you're doing it at that scale, most of these companies try to partner with large uh, industrial food processing plants. So if you think of what would be landfilled or thrown out, it's basically taking the leftovers of cuttings or, you know, like uh, potato peels, like leftovers of pulp fruits and vegetables, and you kind of grind it into a salsa-like consistency to get mm. it as home. <laughs> yeah, very good. Good day for banana uh, pudding. Yeah. <laughs> And is that, is that what you use or do you use some something else? Uh, yeah, so I guess it's, uh, you know, I will say we work with a bunch of farms. So, uh, and that largely comes down to the popularity of the product and the explosion of the pet chicken market. 
So uh, growing ourselves, it was pulp fruits and vegetables. Yeah. And then brewery waste was actually a very a oh, popular nice. one. Yeah. Uh, but then around the world with some of the farms you work with, it ranges pretty heavily from different pulp fruits and vegetables, leftover uh, like banana skins to potato factories, uh, mm -hmm. a lot of brewery waste as well. So it really comes down to kind of the region of the world and what's actually available around there. Okay. So I'm not sure if I missed it. Where is your company? Where is it produced? Where does it come out of? Yeah, so I, I just, we're based in Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, we actually, so we have grown the bugs both at a micro scale and at a large scale. And when we actually hit a point where basically our production could not keep up with demand, we actually had a very difficult decision to make of how do we, how do we continue to scale? And that's ultimately where we reached out to a number of other large farms, both domestic and international. So I would say actually the majority and all of the, really all of the bugs come from uh, other partners that we work with. We had to kind of lean into what we were excelling at uh, on the product development side. And interestingly enough, it is difficult to grow bugs at a commercial scale. Uh, you, know, <laughs> you, you think it might be easy, but uh, that was really a lot of the challenges we ran into kind of at the scaling that biological manufacturing line. Yeah, and uh, also they're seasonal here in at least the southeast, uh, I know all over North America. So um, do you have any trouble with these? Are they grown indoors or how do you how do you bridge that seasonality? Uh, they're grown indoors and the uh, the farms actually look a lot more like uh, the indoor uh, indoor vertical farms rather than like more conventional farms okay. or over conventional animal farms. Because so that's great. We want them year round. We have a question. Yeah, exactly couple questions. Um, Patty yeah. S. says that my chickens love Grubbly brand, but she's wondering how much um, how much per chicken per day should they have of, say, the Grubblies? Like, how much yeah. is too much? I think I give too much, but I'll, I'll uh, let you guys tell me that. <laughs> we typically recommend about 10% uh, of the chicken's diet be comprised of the grubs. So, <clears throat> the, obviously, depending on the size, uh, your average chicken eats about... Uh, quarter pound of food a day. So uh, that would be 0.025 pounds of, of food. So a, a, a very small handful of grubs again, uh, particularly it obviously from a volume standpoint, it would depend on on the uh, if it's hometown versus world harvest. World harvest is more dense. So you won't want to feed a smaller uh, quantity by like, uh, by volume, but uh, in terms of weight, it would, it would obviously be the same. But uh, probably like a, just a small handful per chicken. I typically like when I go back out to my coop, I have a uh, Five chickens and I typically do like two or three large handfuls out for them. Okay, I'm not I'm not too bad. Then. Yeah. I, Have I'm, you ever tried them? Uh, yeah. too many times. <laughs> okay, so on that note, all right, I have a question. Something I think it's very important that we talk wow. about because I, I, I wait. How'd they taste? Sorry, is this your show? Yeah, I, I thought it was, and I'm really that's trying a, to lead a, up to a very important conversation. I, I know, but how did they taste? A bit nutty. It's it's like an earthy sunflower seed yeah. with a hint of peanut butter. That's the mm -hmm. best description I can I can come up with. I actually don't think they taste that bad, but uh, you know I do think a little salt and pepper or uh, garlic powder might uh, add add a little flavor boost there. Okay, mm -hmm. so that, that's great. That's good, good. Good to know. I have a question and a comment. They, there's so much credibility just built up right there. One of the things that <laughs> I am very interested in learning is what to really believe when it comes to the environmental impact of raising soldier fly larvae for the amount of protein that they produce compared to the environmental impact that there are 
two sides of this argument, and I don't know who to believe, and I love my red meat. Uh, but, you know, we are led to believe, you know, growing up and, and even today that there is a huge impact from the cattle industry uh, giving off either CO2 emissions because of methane. their actual the methane um, or it's the work that goes into raising all these cattle versus soldier fly larvae are becoming and potentially a huge solution to that potential problem now. Trying to choose my words very carefully. I would love to hear from you guys because I imagine, especially from what I've seen on your website, you've done some research that you believe that the soldier fly larva could help solve that problem. Um, I just wanted you guys to kind of talk about that a little bit. Yeah, so the uh, general ag, uh, like the entire ag system, I believe, makes up around 13% of greenhouse gas emissions. So it is a, a large factor there. You know, there are other industries like transportation that are a larger percentage. Uh, but you are correct, you know, uh, I would say farming can definitely be done with any animal really in a sustainable way. We've actually worked with uh, white oak pastures in South Georgia before. Uh, Will Harris has an absolute incredible story with his 3000 acre farm down there, uh, basically looking at regenerative agriculture. I do think the large detriment is kind of the large scale commercial farming. And it is, as you said, both a combination of raising the actual animals, but then really factoring in the entire supply chain around all of the transportation of both the animal feed uh, and then getting obviously the product into consumers' hands. So regarding the actual insect industry, uh, one of the real benefits of why this grub protein can be grown so efficiently is because you actually can grow these grubs and basically thin flat trays that can be stacked vertically, which maximize the amount of protein you can output on a per square foot basis. Uh, so the one of the main goals, as an example, is to replace fish meal. Uh, if you're unfamiliar, fish meal is a fish based protein. It's derived from about 20% of the ocean's catch every single year. So the goal could be to directly replace fish meal and allow that 20% to remain in the oceans as we have been overfishing our oceans for decades now. Uh, helping to regenerate it, or if nothing else, allow that what was fish meal going into animal feed actually being able to be uh, direct human consumption. So there are a wide variety of different benefits here. You know, I think a lot of people have also questioned is edible insects, you know, what does the future of that look like? Personally, I think Western society has another decade or two before that really catches on, which I still think it could, you know, you look at sushi when it was first introduced, mm. it was uh, now it's a delicacy, uh, but that is one of the reasons why we started in the animal industry. We think that they're going to be the earlier adopters for Western society. And really the other thing that people need to understand is how large the agricultural system is. Like even with some of these problems, this is not an overnight switch that you flip and everything is corrected. It takes a while to build out all of these large facilities and, you know, even 10 insect facilities is barely making a scratch in the entire agricultural system. You'll need thousands around the world to really start making that positive impact and the dent. And, you know, we're trying to do our part to encourage that adoption. Mm -hmm. So and the then, reason why, I'm oh, sorry. I was gonna say another thing to take into consideration, particularly when it comes to uh, cattle or pork is just uh, the inputs versus outputs. So uh, for example, fish and poultry, um, it's, you know, it could be anywhere as much as two and a half pounds of feed or as low as one and a half for like 1.7 pounds of feed for one pound of meat. Whereas cows can be up like 20, 30% or 
30 times the amounts. Um, so, you know, three, 30 pounds of feed for one pound of cattle. Uh, the grubs themselves are also, you know, wholly edible, whereas, uh, whereas, you know, we do use you know, probably all parts of the cow, whether it's going to meat meal, bone meal, you know, blood meal, whatever. Uh, but there's only like 40% of the cow that's actually like used as directly as like food for humans. Uh, the other part of that is that the grubs are also grown off of waste. So it's a waste stream that would otherwise go to landfills where it would break down into, uh, methane gases, uh, something in common with cows, uh, that, you know, has its own detriment to, to the ecosystem. So I think the other part of what makes grubs so, so good for the environment is that we're taking a waste stream that would be negative on the environment and then putting it to something good. Okay. So real quick. So thank yeah, you so and much. That methane is a huge contributor. Supposedly. Yeah. So when I, when I start, start to research this subject, it is incredible how, especially nowadays, you don't know what to believe anymore. Um, and what I'm asking people, why I love to have this show, is just try to do your research, do some common sense, uh, or use some common sense, I, I should say. But one of the things that I love about business is it's our job as an entrepreneur to, to solve problems. And that's ultimately what we do. And it's we have to figure out today what people are going to buy tomorrow. And I will put money on it, and if not already happening. Um, our food will be printed. We will go to order a pizza but it's not going to come to us fresh from a, a local pizza shop. It'll be printed for you. Hmm. And it doesn't sound tasty. Well, I'm just saying this is what this is where it's going. And I'm not saying it's good or bad. Again, but neither I'm, does a grub. But the future. So, yeah, and everyone right now is like, I'm never eating grubs. Um, I wouldn't want to either, but I'll guarantee you. And I'm not sure. Maybe 10, 20 years. Who knows that we will be growing some source of protein and they're doing it with cells right now in a lab mm -hmm. to grow that protein so they can print it. Uh, so my question to you guys, have you had that conversation? Uh, are there people behind the scenes coming to you guys talking about that type of subject in that future? Uh, I mean, short answer is yes. You know, I think, as you said, this is a very hot topic in today's day and age. And I think a lot of people are trying to figure out what the next couple of decades are going to look like as far as uh, I believe, you know, the population is expected to hit, uh, I think, 11 billion by the year 2100. And we need to increase our meat production by, I think it was even 70 percent by 2050. I'm not even sure what the statistic is uh, by 2100. So. I do think there's a lot of questions around kind of the lab grown meat or the cell cultured meat. One thing that we like to pride ourselves on is utilizing this insect. We've basically taken what mother nature has perfected over thousands of years and basically just excel, like grown that into a manufacturing sense. But the bug itself, you know, we jokingly say it's not the alternative protein. It's the original protein. <laughs> I think that uh, meat can like other animal meats can still be consumed uh, in, you know, proper, uh, I guess, levels, but that really ties into, you know, our main goal is really looking at how do we feed these animals in a more efficient manner. And just as an example of that, I believe it's the majority of uh, land cleared in the Amazon actually goes toward growing feed for livestock animals. So it's really looking at if we can grow this grub protein around metropolitan cities using food waste from processing facilities, it's kind of cutting down on that transportation cost uh, and really trying to create more localized uh, per, like a level of food production around cities, which I think is actually going to make a larger impact on, uh, you know, 
the environment because transportation is such a large factor there just across the entire agricultural system. Mm-hmm. So do you guys think one day we'll be printing uh, soldier fly larva <laughs> protein and making our cheeseburger? Uh, maybe I would say it's unlikely that the soldier flies would be printed again. There's, there's reasons in my opinion that people would still be growing them, um, for, uh, maybe not as food source for humans or food source for food that becomes for humans. But, uh, another just really unique thing about the soldier flies is that they, they can eat any type of waste. It doesn't have to be food waste. So when looking at animal waste or human waste even like that that is becomes a viable option for for recycling and actually uh neutralizing a lot of the bad stuff that comes with it the grubs themselves actually have a a natural antimicrobial property so uh i i don't remember the stats because we read them early on in in our career there but some of the like eating through through waste it reduced the e coli count by like 90 percent or something Mm. like that so uh you know they can be used for other reasons other than just you know food for food for humans. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and that is such an important point. That's one of the reasons why I love chickens mm-hmm. is yeah. especially here in America and states, we waste so much. We do. We're fat, we're lazy, we're wasteful, we're idiots. And that's what's causing so many of our problems today. And Speak then for yourself well, yeah, really. okay, ex- that's why I promote <laughs> and I brag about you all the time, because what it, what I see happening is um, we are going to start arguing about our food. I mean, we already are, if you really think about yeah. it. And we're screwed if we can't um, start to have an open mind. And I'm not saying I promote soldier fly larva for printing f- meat. Okay. But we need to be mindful of the things that are going to happen in the future and why. And we just, even if the environment was perfect, which we all know it's not, we are just dirty, filthy animals out of convenience and laziness and why not have the opportunity to have it's one of my favorite things about having chickens is that chicken bucket yeah okay uh going out there and seeing our scraps be recycled okay Mm -hmm. and you know i have to you know i'm a father i have to tell our kids all the time when they're not finishing their meal it's like there are still so many people on this planet that would die probably for those chicken scraps you know what i mean when we really step back and think about the big picture it's it's sad Mm -hmm. and as an exterminator for many, many years, I love the world of insects. I got to learn so much about the good and the bad. And the thing about soldier fly larvae, exactly what they're talking about, is you can feed them your waste. And you know whatever you're feeding them. And then you can feed them meat, too. Y- yeah. Um, will go into your chickens. Whatever goes into your chickens goes into you. Yeah. So I just, I love this in so many ways. Have you, uh, either one of you ever had chickens? Uh, I, I have a flock right now. Yeah, he oh, says he do. has. He said he has. Yeah, I know. Uh, we actually oh, had a, a company flock for, for a few years as well, but uh, that was at our manufacturing plant, and when we uh, got rid of it, we had to rehome the chickens. Oh, okay. So I we had a question here, and it's something that I have a worm bin. Well, I actually have two worm bins at our house um, along with a bunch of compost, but we like the worm bin for throwing um, a lot of our kitchen scraps in. Um and we had red worms in there, and I noticed that we automatically started getting black soldier flies. And so I immediately went on the internet to say, like, are they good together? Will they, will they coexist? And turns out they will, and it's fine. But um, so Melinda asked, can you double your bug benefits by raising? She said earthworms. Um, I have red worms, so I, don't, I think they're different. Um, and black soldier flies in the same system. So... Uh- 
Yeah, so I will say I probably need to brush up on some of the, the redworm or earthworm uh, farming aspects. Uh, I would say the one potential concern would be making sure your earthworms do get enough food. And that largely just comes down to how much the soldier fly will actually eat. Right. Uh, interestingly enough, soldier flies are also a natural deterrent for many other flies like house flies, because it's almost ingrained into the house fly that they know the soldier fly larva will outcompete the house fly larva. So they actually try to lay eggs far away from them. So I would say it really comes down to how much food scraps you're providing to them. Uh, they definitely can coexist. Actually, redworms are also actually great at further breaking down the larva frass or the larva uh, poop, if you will. Uh, so we've definitely seen it happen, but I would say that would be my only question or concern, uh, just making sure the redworms are actually getting enough nutrients. Right. Yeah, because they, they are they're like the fish thing. It's like you need the yeah. – they grow with their environment, and if the environment isn't hospitable for them, they won't continue to grow. Um, so and I see we're lagging again. I don't know what is going on. So guys, if you do hear us, I apologize. I do see something's going on, and maybe, I'll... maybe you need to say the date and time again. Yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> well, I actually we we were streaming pretty good, and then all of a sudden when we started talking about you know the cattle and whatnot, I I figured maybe the government or someone was starting to shut down the message. <laughs> I, I don't know. Uh, what well what what it can happen. Uh, so and I see there's a lot of uh, questions and comments. So I would definitely want to give our audience, which I can't think enough for being here um to be able to get yeah. those questions in for sean and patrick um did you see a spike in your business in the last couple of years I mean, uh, yes yes absolutely okay. uh you know we saw one spike with covid and now we're seeing a second large spike with eggflation and um you know, all, all the other there's a name uh, for it. Well, that's, uh, yeah, I hadn't, seen, I hadn't heard that. So, okay, it's following the same graph as chicken, backyard chickens in general. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and chickens, uh, according to the APPA, which is the American Pet Product Association, uh, it's now estimated that chickens are actually the third most popular pet in the U.S. behind mm. dogs and cats. So that is it has great. Been yeah, it's been incredible to see what the backyard market has done over the past couple of years. Okay, wow, so okay, that is... real quick then, real speaking, real wow. quick. Speaking of yeah. dogs, I as you know, we have our beloved Gus here, and I wanted to just if you guys could touch on it real quick. I know this is a chicken show, but I'm sure a yeah. lot of our uh, fans, our viewers, our customers also have their beloved canines. And I noticed on here, and I was surprised, and I was like, well, it makes sense. Uh, we're back on GrubblyFarms.com, and you have a product for dogs. Yeah, so uh, the product is basically a limited ingredient soft chew uh, designed around hip and joint health. And, you know, high level, the real benefit that grubs offer to dogs is really catering toward uh, grub protein is hypoallergenic, meaning that most traditional pets have not been exposed to grub protein at any threshold to develop any type of allergy around it. And uh, there are a number of health benefits catering toward, uh, you know, lauric acid can pass the blood brain barrier. So it helps with cognitive health, helps with heart and liver health. Uh, but the number one piece of feedback we've heard is actually dogs with sensitive stomachs uh, that mm. other treats you know, can cause accidents in the house. So really, that is what we're uh, really leaning into. And I think that it really does come down to like we fully understand, you know, giving a grub to a chicken is one thing. People might have some questions looking at dogs or cats, uh, but there are actually a ton of health benefits uh, that you can provide to your pup by using this grub protein. 
Yeah, I mean, the mix of fat and protein is just really ideal for so many. All right, now I'm going to have to 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 buy the roomies now. Yeah. Now that you said that, because I have a 16 year old and a nine year old, and yeah, I thought about getting some for Gus. Yeah. I figured. We'll they, see. they they love my dogs love their snacks. So. Uh, what's coming up next for you guys? What's big on the uh, horizon here for the future? Yeah, uh, we're working on product development right now. So uh, we're working on a couple different things. Uh, Probably what's going to be soonest is a, a mixed flock or, or all flock feed. So uh, turkeys, ducks, geese, roosters uh, can all be also be used as a, a pullet feed uh, before they transition to layer. So that's, that's one of the first things that we're working on. Uh, we're also looking to come out with uh, uh, like the, the gelatin blocks or the gelatin balls that just can provide the grubs or grubs mixed with other ingredients in a, a different form factor that, that the chickens can enjoy. Uh, so it's not always just pecking grubs off the ground. You can hang the block and they can peck at it and it provides just a different sort of different type of stimulation. And we're also looking at uh, doing uh, functional mixes, uh, just like regular mixes without the gelatin. Uh, really, we're looking at doing uh, like an omega-3 one so that you can boost the omega-3 content in the eggs uh, we're looking at doing one that supports uh, the the chickens' uh, immunity, and uh, probably uh, we've also talked about doing one that will support chickens that are in warmer climates, uh, so during hot weather, so like more or less like a summer version of grublies that uh, age with uh, you know water retention, so that they're not get, uh, as likely to get overheated. And then we've also talked about doing a winter one as well. Um, so that's all within the, the chicken market. And then we've also talked about doing a, additional lines of, of roomies, uh, whether it be different flavors, uh, that's one of the things we've had requested or, uh, different benefits. So, uh, that one's a bone and joint health. We've also talked about the skin and coats, uh, or, or really just anything that customers would like to see. We're, we're always excited to hear feedback from customers. Uh, so speaking of feedback, boy, we are upsetting some people, which isn't my agenda here. Uh, I just, why not be able to talk about some of the things that are going on that are hot topics and try to keep a open dialogue. Am mm -hmm. I saying that right? And apparently we've upset some people and okay. And again, yeah, it is my opinion. You know, we in America, which I love this country, but I just feel we have gotten lazy okay. because of convenience and convenience of our food especially and because so easy and cheap right am i wrong here that it's a huge negative effect on your health right am i wrong is that an opinion or is that would you say that's a true statement i agree well, you, know, you know what i mean so and this is definitely not about a lecture but this is supposed to be an educational show and it's not that we're always supposed to agree on everything but um I see a lot of people not real happy. Well, I have right a now. question. There was a great question for Sean and Patrick. Getting back to the grublies, is there an age that you should start giving these, or is there an age that they shouldn't have the grub because they are full of protein? And I know um, young chickens like protein, but they have they're not supposed to get too much like chicks, baby chicks, um, but they're not supposed to get too much calcium. So, is there an age that you recommend the grublies, or does it matter? Uh, we typically say probably wait two to three weeks, uh, let them get past like the really sensitive early time of their life. Um, and then also, uh, 
you want to limit their consumption. So I probably wouldn't say do 10% for, for three week old chicks, like do a little bit yeah. less. Um, because there are a lot of benefits that, that can come from that. Again, they're high in lysine, which is crucial for feather production. You know, chicks are, uh, growing out their feathers to, to become adult feathers through, throughout that, you know, the first several weeks of their life. So, uh, there are benefits to feeding them again. It's just more so in moderation. And again, so like in September cent, maybe 5%. So like a little pinch of grubs for, mm -hmm. uh, for each chick would, would be, uh, really good. Yeah, I agree with that. That's just common sense. I mean, that's great common sense advice, Can cat... but not necessarily common sense. Someone asked <laughs> if the cats could have the dog treats. Uh, yes, they can. Uh, so I will say one of the interesting things they're actually looking at for cats. Uh, so I will say technically a dog can live off of a vegetarian or a vegan diet. I would say I personally wouldn't really recommend that, but a cat would actually slowly starve to death. They need what is called taurine in their diet. And that's mm -hmm. only found in protein. And the grub uh, is also a great source of taurine. So I actually do think uh, where cats have already, or where soldier flies have already been approved for cats in a lot of European countries, there are a handful of products already on the market. I believe the USDA is cur still currently reviewing research, uh, looking at basically the approval for cats. So that is something that you know we're following pretty closely, trying to figure out when that approval is going to go through and if the customer base would be interested in a cat treat as well. Hmm. Mm -hmm. All right. Sounds All right. Good. It is almost one o'clock already, and I just wanted to know: Are we going to have Grubbly Farms products on our website as a uh, fulfillment, wholesale, sell to the community? Or help? we could link. I mean, we can definitely link. Yeah, are we, yeah. Can, yeah. Talk we can talk about it. I will. Uh, uh, we could definitely talk business with these guys if they'd like. Uh, let's let's absolutely have a conversation. Sean and I were actually talking about that this morning, saying like, why don't we do more with a Carolina coop? It's you have some beautiful coops on your website. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, it, it would be great. I, I'm definitely trying to add to our arsenal to help make it easy for people that are thinking about getting into chickens. That's my first goal is to educate them and let them know it is easy. Um, and then try to take it a step further and really dive in deep even about learning about soldier fly larvae and, and all the benefits from that. And I would love to have that on the website. Yeah. And we're so particular about who we right. associate with. So, and like I said, I can attest to this for the past six years of using your product. So <laughs> I give it the gold stamp of approval. Yay. My chickens do. So, and um, yeah, and I, I, I mean, it's a, it's like we said, we love what you're doing. We love what your mission is and um, you know, we'd like to support that. Great story so. and great product. Yeah. It, it absolutely is. Yeah, I can't thank you guys enough for what you're doing. And hopefully we'll be talking soon. Okay. Absolutely. Sounds good. Yeah, All right, Sean, so Patrick, you're welcome. Thank you for being here. You guys have a wonderful weekend. Thank you so much. We appreciate it, guys. Thank you. Bye. Um, Man. Okay, so. Let me get back to now, the rough. Uh, the rough. You, you, you gotta try yeah, my right? banana pudding. The rough start to the show has just got me flustered. I yeah, hate when we have technical difficulties. And then I don't understand why the internet is going down. I don't know. I was trying to get to Wi-Fi, and yeah. I kept just. Cause yeah. I was... See, we're we're hardwired. I wanted to get off the Wi-Fi to prevent something like this, or it might be that we're streaming. 1080p, which is not that big of a deal, is no, it? I wouldn't think so, but it is raining today. Yeah, there's that. And then I see, you know, I don't like upsetting people, but I think it's just so important to have the conversation. You know yeah, what I mean? Maybe we shouldn't do it while we have the interview going. Live show? Yeah. Well, but it's, keep I want to hear, listen, the, I want to hear, here, here are two gentlemen I mean, that have taken the time to have a reason why what they're doing. Mm -hmm. And whether you agree, agree with them or not, why not listen to them? 
and you don't learn until you listen. You know, you know what I'm saying? Well, one of the one of the real futures in farming and and um, combating climate change is regenerative agriculture, which he was saying with that white oak farm. It's it's yeah, you know, it's not the tilling. It's not the, all the things that we've been doing hasn't really been working. And there's a um, you know, if you ever if you, if people are ever interested in a great documentary, it's called um, Kiss the Ground, and it's fantastic, and it hmm. talks about people that were old school farmers, that that's what they did. They, they tilled and they planted the same thing and they tilled and they planted the same thing. And they learned about biodiversity, about not tilling, about, you know, just kind of building the soil. I mean, that's what Sean and I do. We said we didn't grow a garden. We, we, we built soil. The garden came after. That's right. So, um, so that really is the future because we, because the way we farm now is not sustainable. So the fact that they're looking into farms that use that and just the, the the black soldier fly that are eating on the food waste and certain food waste and stuff like that, all that kind of stuff is is the future and it is something we should support because that if you start supporting things like that, that becomes the norm. Yeah, I think it, it, it's wrong to not try to learn about what we may do better in the future, even if we didn't have a problem. You know what I mean? We can always do better. And I just love, even with having chickens and now being the number three most popular pet in this country. That was really, really interesting. Yes. And there's just so many good things. And I I worry. I I am scared to death (gasps) that what's happening is we're not even allowed to have a conversation anymore. And I I think it's just so important to be able to do that. Go ahead. Look how nice that Grubbly farms. If you're interested in Grubbly, use Carolina Coops for 30% off your first order. I'm telling you, get the big tub. Like you're wow. <laughs> that is so generous. Thank you, Grubbly. Yes. Um, I was so going to ask. I didn't want to put them on the spot, yeah, but I figured I'd leave yeah. that up to them. I think that is, that is absolutely awesome. I can't even do it because it's not my first order, but <laughs> <sighs> that's OK. I, right. I did post the recipe and I don't know. It does. I don't know if it. Yeah, is this this is driving me nuts. There is a horrible lag on our end. It, thro- it throws it's me out of my the... rhythm. Did Do you like it? Like what? The banana pudding. Oh, absolutely. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I liked it because it's it's on Southern Living's website, old-fashioned banana pudding. I like it because it takes the, the yolks and the whites. You can make the meringue for the top. So that's How many why I like um, bananas? I, I use, oh, is that what you use the whites for, the meringue? Yep. Okay. So nothing gets wasted. That's what I like about it. And the other thing is, I guarantee you, I mean, we're already seeing it a little bit. But if we're going to be printing our food in the future, which (laughs) right now, listen, sounds disgusting. Where's my chicken poop? It's going to happen. Yeah. Chicken poop. Yeah. I'm going to let it age for another week. I'm not saying I'm I'm uh, promoting it. I'm just saying. We had we had a few people sniff the bags last Friday after the show. Yeah, you're not. um, Well, you know what? I'm glad. So is it grossing you? Is it grossing you out that much to think we'll be printing our food? I mean, they're all, you know, they're already doing it. Some people said even just the pure bag of chicken poop didn't smell too bad. Yeah. You don't even want to. So. Uh, what do you think about that? I don't know. Did okay. You, did you even sniff it? <laughs> no. We do have healthy straw live. Let's call uh, that. Okay. Yeah. So we, we got <laughs> and some. And the other... healthy straw in the poop bag is performing very well. We got some other things to talk about. All right. Thanks for the banana pudding. What do you think You're about welcome. that? The dowel. 
Yeah, I love it. And you improved it. That's yes. heavy duty. Stainless steel Doesn't dowels. Doesn't it that big? Um, it is two inches, three eighths, stainless steel metal dowels. I just wanted to announce to everyone that very soon we're going to have these in stock. This is what's going to become standard for the dowels that hold the windows open. I love it. And should you want to replace your wooden dowels, you'll be able to buy them on our website. I don't know exactly when, but I can tell you that we finally got the uh, prototypes in. We've tried, I think they sent us like four different kinds, and this mm -hmm. is the one I like the most. And it, it's overkill, without a doubt. It's Stainless totally. steel, solid overkill. But again, trying to make it's everyone nice happy. Yes, absolutely. Trying to make everyone happy on this planet. This is what I decided to go with. So nobody should be able to argue with it. Right? All right. We got a chicken question. Please, far away. I don't. So, Jojo Jones, my chickens are three months old and I have only fed them bread, lettuce, and crackers. Lots of grubs. Can I feed them just about anything at this point? How about potato skins? They don't like potato skins. They do not. And I, I question just feeding them. I don't know. Don't, don't they need, isn't there certain protein in chicken feed that? Yeah, I like mean, I bread, guess they're a lot of surviving, bread. but they may not be thriving. Right. Um, bread is not even, a lot of bread isn't even good for chickens. Yeah, I, I have it's watched, more, of a, more of a treat. I have watched YouTube videos where people have raised lots of chickens just with compost, and they've done extremely well. But if that, not, this is three things. No, I, I know. I just wanted to say that it is grubs. possible to not have to go buy chicken feed. To raise they your have, chickens. I, I think I would recommend if you're going to do that, at least buy the packets of vitamin. I think it's a powder, the vitamin and mineral powder that you can sprinkle on your, your compost and your things like that. Uh, because there are some essential vitamins and minerals that they're not going to get from bread and crackers. Right. Back to poop, please. And I could say, I mean, I, I believe what Matt's saying there because I know. <laughs> Like, no, only because I am going. Sound clip, sound clip. <laughs> I, I believe what you're saying because I am going through so much less feed now that the garden. Oh, yeah. It, you know, Me that, too. it's warmer and that the garden is flourishing and they have like all these other things like goji berry and all the stuff that they're, my blueberries that they're trying to strip bare and all the stuff that they're eating. I, I don't have to fill up my feed very often. Right. So mine's, clearly, mine's lasting a little longer too. Yeah. So. Oh, and uh, also I wanted to say that you could grow your own black soldier fly larva. yes yes so oh, we so can devote another show or we can talk about that now but that is uh, that's something that i'm about to try yeah but i buy it in the bag though the what? i mean i mean i buy like five pound bags at yeah. a time so i'm just saying that it, it is they they have a great product and do. it's it's definitely something that you because it, even if we were to grow our own here it's only seasonal yeah. Right. It's only a summer thing. So, um, and I wasn't sure if we we're going to bring that up earlier or I was going to ask them if they had any tips for people that were going to grow their own. And I'm sure they would. And they probably get asked that all the time. But you did come in today with a soldier fly larva breeding contraption. I did, yes. You got uh, the pod. Yes. Yeah, so I thought we could do that. And that was one of the reasons why I moved the camera back. Hold on, please. Thank you. That's one of the reasons why I moved the camera back mm -hmm. uh, to make some more room. So maybe we can get into that. However, before we do that, it is already a little after one o'clock and I don't want to run out of time and I saw someone was already asking Ingrid has as always done such a good job uh, so right. on your screen right now hopefully it's not lagging if it is I apologize uh, if you go to carolinacoops.com hold on please or just go to Carolina Coops flock shop I don't want to confuse I don't want to confuse anybody oh, all right. uh, it is there is something definitely going on with the yeah. internet without a doubt yep. all right 
I just want to show you guys the healthy straw is on the website. I'm going to get it because I can't. It's going too slow. It's going too slow. I wouldn't even worry I about had it. had it there. and Yeah. It, it, it's all right. Well, back, back to the show. Uh, I am going to. Oh, my goodness. Are you? Are you? What just happened? I'm just tripping. Um, all right. Go back to the. So we are going to go back to the show and I am going to fix this. I do not want this to happen again. I don't know if there was an accident outside and they broke up internet pole but uh if you are in uh if you're interested in the healthy straw it is on the website what i can tell you is we are on the third week of using it in the run mm -hmm. and i love it yeah it's, uh, it's good in the run i love it i was really really skeptical so far so good we got the truck in good uh it, it's it was a lot of straw so um please go to our website we got the boxes in it's ready to rock and roll just let us know if you want it mike trap just Bought a metric s ton of grubblies and roomies, awesome. and he saved seventy four dollars. So, thank you, grubblies. Yeah, that Farms. is thirty percent. That's a lot. I don't think anyone's ever given us yeah, that. Yeah, that is huge. That is awesome. In your first. Order. So, what was the code for that? Carolina Coops. Okay, one word. And did they say how long that would be? They didn't say. But okay. It's for your first order. So they'll get a lot of new customers, and hopefully, we will put something where we can we can work together and have it. Um. On our site because I do like the product so much. Um, so what do you got there, Kristen? Okay, all right. So was this the pod that the what was his name? Kevin talking. Carl. Carl. Darn it. Carl was on our show a year ago or more. Yeah. Um, but this is the Biopod Plus. I think, and it's not set up. So I think Fish and Matt Ryan bought this. Did he? I wonder how it how it's how it's going. Matt, just let us know if the if I'm and it's not there. set up, so we'll just show how it comes and cool. set it up and see how see how it works. So oh, wow. we do have different parts and set up instructions, but um, okay. The, so it's not just a bucket, and what? it has a self harvesting ramp. That's really the most exciting part about it. Is yeah, because that's the that's the pain in these things is getting the. Yeah. The little bugs that yep. you need. Okay, so... And he says to start with... I believe he said to start with coffee grounds. Yes. Has burlap, some drainage. We have so many coffee ramp. grounds. <laughs> yes, we do. Okay, so hopefully you guys can see this. And th this is slick. Okay, this is awesome. I had no idea. When I saw the invoice... Well, that was... and. <laughs> he said that there was a large one and a small one, and I said, okay, we'll we'll do one of each. And the large one was four feet. Yeah. So this is the small yeah, one. Yeah, I thought you got the large one. It is, but I didn't bring it in because I didn't bring my trailer. I had – it's strapped so to a trailer right tell now. tell me what we're going to do. Are we going to set this up here or yes. are you going to take this home? Oh, we get to do it here? I think we should. All right. That would be – I would love that. Yeah. And this is – And then we can give an update. Right. Now, and, and – and, I just want to make sure, and I didn't mention. Protopod, is that? What yeah, yes. this is protopodusa.com. They are not paying us to say this. None of that. Uh, this is just something that we wanted to try out, show you guys if it's something worth getting. Yeah, because it, I think it is important to uh, to mention that you can grow your own, and we're gonna see how it goes. Absolutely, and again, I can't say it enough. If you are a school teacher or you want to, this would be a great classroom project, right? Right. And I think it's just so important. And, you know, the, the thing about those adult flies is you're not creating a nuisance. They have no moving mouth parts, I believe. And they only live a few days. 
I yeah, I see this sold reply. As uh-huh. a matter of fact, one got in my house, and I was like, "All right, you have to go back outside now." Yeah, like it's they're not nearly as annoying as fly flies. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so uh, that, uh, that's important to know. Yeah, and I'm not going to say the soldier fly larva is a pass, but I know a lot of times we start talking about bugs and flies. Uh, an insect is only as that harm- container's going to stay outside, right? I also got the mealworm growing trays. Oh no! So we can grow those here too. Wait, what is this? Trays for growing mealworms, so we can wow. grow much, black soldier fly that? larva, and we can grow mealworms. Yeah, this how is much, the bug how, factory, the mealworm growing pod. How much was this? Uh, I believe it was ninety. Is this your personal, or is this Carolina Coops? We can discuss who's going to pay for it, who's going to mm. keep it. Uh, it sounds like a re-gift. Um, but it is. We can open it up. But it it's three trays where you have um. Your breeders and meal growing mealworms is quite easy too. It they're is. Um, they're actually dry. You just throw in a carrot or something like that, a potato for them to feast on. Um, there's no water. If they grow in a medium like uh, wheat bran or oatmeal, and this this tray system sifts the eggs to the um, to a different tray. Right, as the life cycle changes, right, right. the that it's, it's, they, it's, they filter themselves through their sweet. life cycle. Yeah, and that's what these tiny these these little uh, tweezers are for. But you know, I just pick up the larva. It's not a big deal for me to pick them up. Okay, so should we do this? I think on, we should. Right now, we're on another show. On another show. Yeah, because it, we're. It, we're right. Yeah, we'll it would be great as if we got another camera in here to get the different angles. We should have a camera in the ceiling that we can switch to. <laughs> yeah, and you know, w- once we get it going, then we'll have actual larva and maybe the purse chicken, the purse bantam, to um to. Oh, Mike sample. had an interesting question, um, and I I kind of want the answer to this too. Can a bantam raise a full size yeah. chicken? Oh yeah. What happens if your bantam is like <laughs> tiny? Well, I'm just afraid. See, my bantam is is. Broody, and I don't think she can protect herself, so or her babies. So, well, you you might be surprised. And this time of year, you know, they don't really have to keep them. I mean, it's not freezing outside, so I know it's a little easier. Even when they outgrow their their wings, you know, they sleep on the. Kristen's trying. Kristen's trying to push them on me because I said she's like, "Is Mitch Broody? Well, Mitch Broody?" And I said, "Yes." And she's like, "How many chickens do you want?" And I was like, "I can't have any more." She's like, "Okay, so two. <laughs> That was phantoms don't count. That was the conversation. I was like, okay. Uh, Laura's asking, are the t-shirts on the website yet? I know you talked about it earlier, but. Soon. Soon? Oh my God, the look I just got from Ingrid. I'm just, I'm working on it. She needs the information. Yeah, Ingrid, there's so much going on. Uh, Very soon, our products are going to be on Chewy, right? Mm -hmm. I think we just got to sign off on some paper and that's going to be huge. Uh, We got our products on. I'm working on it. Awesome. And, of course, I want everyone to buy directly from us, please. But there is a method to our madness and everything we do. Okay, so JoJo said that she feeds them chicken feed as well. So. Oh, okay. okay. Well, so that, we were no wonder they're... Okay. So. That's great. I don't, I don't want to bash anybody. I don't want to tell anybody they're doing something wrong because we're all just trying to get along. Doing the best we can. Mm-hmm. Yes. All right. Um, so I'm just going through the questions and comments right now, and I see. I love that how much the audience talks back and forth uh, to each other. I, yeah. I love that we've started our own little community over here, and hopefully, we, hopefully we so can keep great. it growing. And I just, again, I guys, I apologize. I don't, 
I like to pride ourselves on our internet quality here because we do pay for a very high speed. So I'm beginning to wonder if it's something to do with the computer. We might be due to get a new one. With a bigger monitor so I don't can see. <laughs> <laughs> no. I would consider that. Absolutely. Absolutely. So Yeah, and I also noticed that Matt... Um, Ryan had a question about uh, giving a broody hen day old chicks. And I said, ah, did you hit your microphone, Matt? You should know better. I'm going back to bed. All right, then I can go home? No. Okay. Do you have a napping spot just, under your desk? I'm telling you, I don't have these <laughs> like days George. very often. But I am one of those days where everything mm -hmm. is just fighting. Anyway, so Matt had a question, and it seems like um, the group answered it before we could get to it, which is great. Um, yeah, you can use the brooder. You can use the the egg hutch as a brooder. You can give them food and water in there. They might might bring the babies out to the run. There's no telling. Ask Misty. Misty's Misty's going through <laughs> growing pains. With so I just got an idea. You know what we should do? We should do an actual video putting the soldier fly larva bio pod together yeah. uh -huh. maybe not doing it live because it's so hard to do it live yeah but actually maybe well, that's kind of boring too we're it, just putting together it cards. is it is we can do um do a produced video and it, i think the kids would love to do it and i think it's great to have here because when people visit the the chicken coop you have here they can or somebody can give them treats yeah i forgot to mention one of the best parts about doing the uh thing at fox news the Carolina coop that we build, that we have to take all the way to Fox headquarters, it's coming back here, and that's going to be the display coop for oh, the great. Carolina coop. Oh, what about good. the California? And the same thing for the California coop, yeah. absolutely. So, see there. Unless we sell it along the way. No, <laughs> no, no. The American, I thought about no raffling off the American. There might be some people that are like maybe huge fans of Fox News, and are like, oh, if we got everyone to sign it. And we raffle it off for a good cause. I don't know. There's there's things to think about. Well, there's we have some causes actually slated. If you're gonna, we have what? Well, we have other like causes that we're working. People were working with yeah. for things too. So I mean, I don't I don't know. I'm just saying. Um, and I Bruce Fahey says that um, he's been using that, and the collection is awesome. Oh, the protopod? Yeah. Yeah, and the chickens go nuts. Yeah, so we'll, let's do a whole video on that. The, the nice thing is they're, when the when the larvae are ready, um, they self-harvest. They, see, they see. climb up a ramp and fall in, through a hole into a bucket. It's okay. <sighs> People it's are, okay. And, I can't you know, that's, that's what makes it so easy is you just throw everything in there and they self-harvest. Yeah. So it's good we, fun, good family fun. We have um the, the two worm bins and they're very expensive worm bins but the reason why that i forget what they're called too um but you can because when you try to get the the when you try to get the worm castings um it's very hard because you have to like sift through all the worms normally you'd have to yeah. pull out all the eggs and you pull out the worms and stuff but because this is in these layers You've seen our worm bits in the back there. You can just pull out the tray, and you pretty much all just have, like, the castings. That is nice. Which is and I think there's beehives now like that. Or we can talk about beehives another time, but some, like, almost self-harvesting yes. beehives now. Mm -hmm. Some great innovations there. Yeah. Things that just make it easier yeah. to do these things, which are just great things to do. Right. That's all. And they just make things easy. So we love our worm tea and our worm castings. Um. Uh, I don't 
I'm scared. Okay. See, I'm scared to touch it. I wanted to go and see. I uh, at the beginning of the show, we were asking people for their opinion on maybe what colors are trending, oh, what yeah. color we should do for that chicken coop, and people were answering. And I didn't get a chance to see the answers, but I was just kind of curious oh. if we were to go back to that. If you didn't catch in the beginning, we were going to have a coop on national news that they're going to be talking about. Actually, three coops, and I'm not sure what color scheme we should have on the middle coop, the American coop. And I thought the solution should be, or the answer should be, what's trending. I just don't know what's trending. Somebody did mention what the Pantone color of the year was. I think it was some kind of magenta. Pantone? Pantone is the, like, paint color. Like, every year they have a new color of the year. Hmm. But I don't know if you want a magenta coupe. <laughs> so. No, Flow I don't think we do. What they call yeah, flow hives. I, and they do work. See, I was told, I tell you, again, mixed answers on that. I really want to do bees. I can't wait till we close on the farm down here. And that's one of the first things I want to do is start raising honeybees. And I love the idea that it just, the, the comb, the cell just goes like that. And then the honey just starts, yeah. you know. And I believe the advantage to that is you really don't disturb the bees. Right. So to me, that makes sense. And, of course, it's going to be a lot easier. And they can use what's in there to build, rebuild without having to do it from scratch, I believe, mm -hmm. or use the existing infrastructure in there to just fill with honey. Um, uh, May 17th. I had to think there for a minute. And we're lagging again. I, You know what? I'm done with today's show. I apologize <laughs> so much about the lagging. It's so frustrating to me, especially when we work so hard on this. But, guys, I can't thank you enough for um, – Having patience with us, getting through this show. And next week, do we have our agenda already for next week, Ingrid? Yes, we have Bethany. From... I'm excited about that. Oh. Is coming next into, the, week. into the mic, into the mic. Uh. Bethany is coming next week. She will be talking about um, bullseye gardening, gardening with chickens, how to keep your chickens out of your where, garden. Where is Bethany right now? She, I mean, that girl is all over the country. Uh, did she say if she'll be? I don't I haven't touched base with her. Um, you can ask her next week. Yeah, but where are you, Bethany? Her um, her website is Environmental Harmony, so um, check her out. And then after that, we have um, people from First Saturday Lime on oh. uh, May 12th. That's another product that a lot of people ask about, talk about, mm -hmm. so that'll be a really yes. good show. I'm trying to listen to the people. <laughs> get the guests no you're doing a great job yes and i'm trying to find the name of my worm bin for elizabeth and i see a picture of it and it doesn't say the name and i have no interwebs darshell says just start drinking man I, I really think i should that'll <laughs> that'll change everything all right guys well listen thank you so much for being here and yes. we will see you next friday with bethany that's gonna be a great show yeah our horticulturalist that we've used out on the um mm -hmm. Job site where she loves to talk about and educate about bullseye gardening, the companion planting, and all that. So, definitely be a great show. You guys have a wonderful, safe weekend. Later. Thank you.